Countdown to March Madness, uh, number two, February 12th, 2024. Get this over with. Uh, all right. <laughs> An interesting uh, weekend in college basketball, and Saturday especially. A um, couple of uh, interesting results in the Big Ten on Sunday. Uh, but we'll start with the headlines. And the first thought that I have is uh, – just the current system and how they field the bracket, uh, kind of the reliance on the net rankings quad system, which I think has some flaws. Um, I think if you look at some of the teams right now that are seated in certain spots, I think there's uh, something to the fact that it might not make as much sense as it probably should. Like I, I would take an example uh, such as, let's say, an Auburn who is 19-5, and five, uh, with their worst loss being a quad two and them only having two quad one wins. Essentially, if you have that few of quad one wins and you have five losses, you're probably not going to be able to get better than a four seed. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the best. Like, if you look at a lot of the numbers, I don't think there's any denying that Auburn is probably a top 10 team in the country. Um, and their only loss where you scratch your head is App State, which is is not great, but it's a quad two, to be fair. And then their other losses are Baylor, Alabama, Mississippi State, and Florida, who are four top 35 teams, according to the Ken Palm. So I don't know. I feel like there's certain spots where teams are just stuck. Like there's teams on the four line that are probably good enough to be three seeds and have good resumes that might not get three seeds. Um, so I just, I wonder if we want teams to have like such clean resumes to the point where we kind of withhold teams from being able to get a better seed because of that. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. I mean, right now, how it currently sits with the teams, right? It's like UConn, Purdue, and Houston are locks. Who are locks as one seeds right now? UConn, Purdue, Houston, and Arizona probably. Yeah. And Arizona has a Q3. Yeah. But a really clean. I mean, these the system also sucks because, like, Wisconsin lost at Michigan, and then they lost at Rutgers, and those are Q2 games. Like, you really think 3-10 and 10 Michigan should be in the, in the Q2, especially when they're hardly even a top 100 metrics team? Like, that stinks. Wisconsin, right. Wisconsin 6-5 and five in quad one, and – They've lost four in a row, and I don't think it's possible for them to be worse than a four unless they keep losing. You can't, and you can't move them off of it. Is it because the the middle is so just muddy right now more than anything? Or I think that's probably a big part of it. I mean, their losses overall, like you have a, a, a loss at Providence, that's fine, whatever. But they did, you know, completely no-show that game. Uh, they have lost to Arizona at Arizona by 25, which – you probably want to see them be a little bit more competitive in that game, but I'm not going to blame them. They lost at Penn State by four. Penn State's at 89th right now in uh, Ken Palm's overall number. Uh, lost at Nebraska. Okay, that's fine. Lost to Purdue at home. That's fine. Lost at Michigan. Lost at Rutgers. So that's probably six of their eight losses are to teams that uh, – or, or uh, I should say four of their eight losses are to teams that are probably not going to make the tournament. Michigan, Rutgers, and Penn State aren't. I don't know about Providence. Probably not. Um, 
So I don't know. I mean, then you look at their wins. Like they have six quad ones, but what are those quad ones? Like Virginia, I think SMU might be a quad one. Probably not, though. I think it's probably a Q2. Uh, Marquette, good win. Michigan State at Michigan State, that's a really good win now. They, they have two wins over Michigan State. But like other than that, how many other wins do they have that really carry a lot of weight? So I don't know. I just think that probably part of it is there's a lot of teams around where Wisconsin's at that have like not a great resume. Yeah. Like if we want to take Illinois as an example in their conference, like Illinois resume is not great. Um, it's fine. They, they're a good metrics team and they have, you know, a couple of wins that you're like, okay, it's, it's fine. I mean, they got the Michigan state win and they have the, uh, the Florida Atlantic win, which, you know, neither of those are, are groundbreaking. Wisconsin's got the better wins, but um, I don't know what, like, Another problem is Illinois has three quad ones, and one of those is Ohio State, I believe. So, like, is that – can we not put a little bit more context into what some of these wins are? I don't know. It's – it's. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how the committee handles it because I think it's going to be pretty hard to figure out some of these uh, – like the three, four, five lines are going to be interesting. Like, are they willing to, you know, move up a certain team that maybe shouldn't be like Kentucky. If Kentucky finishes the season strong, could they get to like a four? Like they're a six right now, probably. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I I don't think that there's this tournament's going to stink. We're out on it. That's why I I said it yesterday on the Illinois one, but this is the tournament where everybody's going to pick upsets because of how the season's been, and it's going to be four number one seeds that make it. It just has that feeling to it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the final Ken Palm rankings last year, or two years ago, in 2022, the final four had uh, the number three team, the number eight team, the number 16 team, and the uh, number 10 team. If you look at last year, it was number one, it was number 14. It was number 17. A lot of these teams rise because of the run they're on. And it was number 24. Yeah. So I think we're probably going to have like a Purdue is number two, UConn's number three. We could have like a two, three, four with Arizona being fourth. And then like a, say a Kansas who's 14th makes it like, it's probably going to happen. I could see it. <laughs> uh, speaking of Kentucky, Kentucky defensively struggles continue. They are uh, six and four in the SEC. Now they've lost. Uh, four of five and three of their last four. They lost uh, at home against Gonzaga, 89-85. Kentucky just gives up so many points. I mean, if you look back, their last four games, they gave up 94 in an overtime loss to Florida. They gave up 103 to Tennessee, and they gave up uh, 77 to Vanderbilt, which is fine, I guess, even though Vanderbilt's pretty bad, and uh, 89 to Gonzaga. Three straight home losses for Kentucky. I mean – I would still bet on this team to make a run, but they got to figure out some defensive stuff. Yeah, you you've been heavy on them. So. I mean, they shoot they shoot forty one percent from three, mm-hmm. and they have a ton of talent, and they can run the floor. It's just they got to fit. Uh, one of their problems is that not only are they really young, but also a lot of their older best players aren't very good defenders. So, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work in the tournament, but they're going to be the scariest six seed of all time if they're a six seed. <laughs> That's true. Because making threes like this can translate to the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. And all you got to do is, is get hot, get on a run. Be interesting. 
I, yeah, the SEC as a whole is kind of in a weird spot. I think the team that I trust the most in the SEC to make a run, if you kind of take away the Rick Barnes history in the tournament, is probably Tennessee, uh, just because they're really old and they can also defend. Like they're the most balanced team in the conference right now, probably slightly ahead of Auburn. And outside of a three-game losing streak to Purdue, Kansas, and North Carolina, uh, they have won 13 of 16. So, yeah. And they've only no-shown like one game the entire season, which was this Texas A&M loss they had on Saturday. So uh, they have Connect, who's a stud. They got Ziegler, who's a, a junior. Jonas Adu's a junior. Ganey's a junior. Josiah Jordan James is a senior. Vescovy's a senior. I mean, they they they're old, and we'll see how Connect's game translates into the tournament. He's never played in the tournament. Northern Colorado was not very good in his two years there, so it'd be interesting. I mean, he's shooting forty percent from three. He scores like twenty plus every game. It seems like uh, he in, in their games against Georgia and Florida earlier this season, he had thirty six and thirty nine back to back games. So we'll see see how it yeah. goes. I don't know the SEC. It's I think it's the style that translates to most of the tournament. But you got Alabama, South Carolina, Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky right now. That's a pretty strong top six. Uh, I would argue that despite some of the metrics and such overall, say that the Big East is a better conference. I think the SEC is still number two <laughs> uh, behind the Big Twelve. But I I still think the the SEC might be better than the Big Twelve. I don't know. I, the Big Twelve is just like. A lot of mucking up team. It's not my. It's not my style. I don't like it very much. Like UCF is like a really good defensive team, but they're horrible offensively. There's a bunch of teams that are like that, that rely a lot on defense. You know, Iowa State and Kansas. But uh, yeah, Pac-12, Pac-12. You know, Pac-12. Look, it's Arizona. It's everybody else. Yeah. Washington State, though, look out. Nine and four in the conference. 18 and 6, they've won five in a row. Wins uh, over Colorado, over Utah, over Oregon, over Washington. Uh, they got Cal and Stanford. They can get that streak to seven, get to 11 and four before they play at Arizona on the 22nd. Um, watch out for Washington State. I don't know where the bracketologists like them right now. Uh, probably a, a last four in team as it stands. Um, they could keep going up. I mean, their schedule opening up pretty good here. Uh, and the Pac-12 right now as a whole is probably a conference that's going to get like three bids maybe. You think they'll reach three? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have to think that uh, there are a couple teams that could get in after Arizona. I mean, I think Washington State's working their way up. Yeah. I don't know where everybody stands on Oregon as a uh, tournament hopeful. Um, you would know more than anybody. Oh, that's a little much. Uh, I would think I would think Utah's in the mix somewhere too, still, and Colorado. Uh, Utah's got three quad ones. They do have a quad three loss. Uh, Colorado has only one quad one win, which is probably going to bite them a little bit. But they don't have any losses in three or four. They got a top seventy strength of schedule. Uh, what I'm seeing according to CBS right now is the Pac-12 having – hang on. One moment, please. they got to make it easier to find this number. I mean, Jesus, guys, come on, clean it up. 
I can't even find the number. Oh, come on. Come on, Jerry. What the? I don't know the number. So there you go. I'll have to manually do it myself. All right. They got Utah as a last four in. They got Colorado in. That's two. Washington State in. That's three. Arizona, that's four. So I think Oregon's hurting themselves a little bit with a, a couple of their losses. Uh, Santa Clara, Syracuse, UCLA, three pretty uh, tough losses there. And their metrics aren't great. They're uh, a really bad team when it comes to guarding the three ball. So I don't trust them already. Uh, so that's the Pac-12. I mean, the Pac-12 last year as a conference, not great. Kind of the opposite of football. They're pretty good football this year, not in basketball. Uh, Iowa State continues to win. Still don't trust them in the tournament. I, I tell you that. Um, I mean, look, Iowa State last year was 29th in, in Ken Palm. They started the year 13-2, and two, finished it in the regular season 18-12. and 12. So that's 5-10. and 10. Uh, they go into the the uh, the Big 12 tournament with a win at Baylor, and then they beat Baylor again on a neutral site, at a neutral site in the tournament, and then lost to Kansas. And then they enter the tournament, and everyone's like, okay, Iowa State's a six seed. Do we trust them? Do we not trust them? I always felt like, okay, they better hope that they're playing like not Pitt in that 11 seed plan. They end up playing Pitt. They yeah. score 41 points. They lose by 18. Yeah. I know. I understand that Lipsy is in his second season. And he's been much better. He's been struggling over the last five. Uh, he scored eight. He missed a game, scored eight points, scored 10, scored eight, scored 12, scored seven. Before that, he had a 22-point game against VCU, 18 against Virginia Tech, 15 against DePaul, who is pretty much a D7 school, uh, 17 against Oklahoma State, 14 against Houston. So he struggled a little bit. Uh, but this team just like they have such a reliance on uh, defense to where like yeah that's great but when you it, depending on your matchup you could put yourself in a really bad spot like I think a lot of people will look at Ken Palm right now and be like whoa Iowa State is ninth and then you, you look at you're like ah yeah I mean they're not conference best wins are VCU and Iowa yeah so and then they gave up 80 points to a DePaul team that is now ranked 300th on Ken Palm. A 3-20 and DePaul team. Quite possibly the worst power conference team we have seen in years. I know Oregon State and Georgetown had a couple bad years here and there, but my Lord, this is – we should have a DePaul-Georgetown matchup this year to determine who's the worst. Who's the worst? <laughs> I'd like to see that. Uh, but Iowa State – you probably haven't watched them very much. Neither have I. I would never subject myself to that. Um, but looking at them, you don't trust them, right? I mean, come on. No trust. No. They just – they don't they, – they're they're offensively this year, they're probably better than last year. I mean, definitely better. But you look at the non-conference. The non-conference last year, like they beat Villanova, who wasn't very good. They beat North Carolina, who at the time looked very good. Wasn't yeah. very good. They lost to UConn. They lost to Iowa. They beat St. John's. They then they go into the Big 12 season. And they're beating like their wins right now. I know they beat Houston. Fine. Like Houston, first year in the Big 12, they're gonna have losses like that. I know they beat Kansas. Fine. Kansas, 
really struggling. I don't know what this Kansas team is. Like the Big 12 <laughs> has some really inflated numbers, and I'm not I am going to be very careful in trusting Big 12 teams in the tournament. I understand that, yeah. Um I don't know. That's well, I mean, it's like Houston's great, but how is this going to translate to whoever they play? Like they're they're really good, but I don't know. I Houston's a little, little undersized this year. I'm just saying. Yeah, and they got. I mean, they're playing a full schedule through the Big Ten. And, you know, it's it's different. Or the Big Twelve. Jeez. There you go. Glad I'm here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then the, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Kansas. Kansas gets a big win. They beat Baylor 64-61 at home. Close game. Uh, Kansas, after a 13-1 start, uh, they are 6-4 in their last 10. So, Kansas tried every way to lose this game, even f- but they forced Baylor to 21 turnovers and still barely won this game. Now, yeah, Hill they have did not look happy at the end of that game, like down the stretch of that game. Yeah, Kevin McCuller did not play. I don't think he's playing tonight either. Yeah, Yeah, so they got Furphy starting for him. I think Nicholas Timberlake has been one of the more underwhelming transfers in the in the country. A lot of people thought, okay, here's a you know a a a three or a two who shot forty one percent from three last year at Towson. UConn was going after him hard, and he has been pretty much a complete non factor the entire year for them. Uh, he is shooting 28% from three. His season high in points, he had 13 points two different times. His season low is a bunch of games where he scored zero. Um, and then in this game, he plays 31 minutes at eight points on two of eight or two of seven shooting from three. Had a block and a steal, but overall, huge disappointment in terms of transfers. Uh, but as long as this team has, if you have uh, Dewan Harris, KJ Adams, and Hunter Dickinson in your lineup, Put the other two there. Hope it works out. But like the Kansas without McCuller, it's like zero depth. So, yeah. and also, you know, Timberlake and Furphy need to make threes if they're going to be starting. And th- those two went two for thirteen combined. So, I mean, the the savior of this game really was the fact that they were able to force twenty one turnovers. Jacoby Walter had five. Ray J. Dennis had six. Uh, I mean, uh, OG Awanu or whatever his name is. Uh, let, let me let me sound that out. OG. On Wuna, OG on Wuna, the sophomore big man for Baylor had four turnovers in eight minutes. So, yikes, really bad performance from Baylor, and they still almost come away with a win at Allen Fieldhouse. But a big spot tonight for Kansas on the road. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, over to the Big Ten, Wisconsin. We all thought that, like, look, Michigan's a bounce back for them. They lost two in a row. They lose that game. Uh, <laughs> Rutgers is a bounce back for them. They've lost three in a row. They lose that game. And we've already had a discussion about Wisconsin on the Illini podcast, but I think the overwhelming thing right now is two things. Their defense has not been very good recently. I know they're not giving up a ton of points, but look at the teams they're playing. Yeah. Like Purdue did not play that. Like Purdue had what? Their B game against Wisconsin, B minus against Wisconsin. Probably. Like 75 points is like scoring 55 for, a lot yeah. of for Purdue. Yeah. Um, Nebraska. I'm not going to blame them for that. Uh, tough, tough to win there, but like you lose at Michigan, and then you just don't even show up at Rutgers. Like this was a blowout. Yeah, 
Uh, and Wisconsin is just yeah. The the big thing is their starters not are not doing anything. That was the a big theme. Um, Thirty three points from their starters in this game. Yeah, I don't see how that's going to cut it. You can't get to sixty. It was what seventy one fifty nine that game or something like that. Seventy eight fifty six. Oh geez, way worse than I thought. They were <laughs> bad. They were down. 37-28 at the half, and then they were outscored 41-28 in the second half. How many did Wall have in that game? Wall had seven points, 12 rebounds, three of eight shooting. Does Wisconsin change their lineup in the next game? Because they've been going Hepburn, Klesmet, Store, Wall, Crowell. Who do you take out of it? I know I said something about their defense. Yeah, but I feel like you should probably look at like okay, maybe we swap Asijin and Klesmet and see what happens. Yeah, Asijin, I mean Asijin had 15 in this game, so yeah. he's I know put in the hoop besides score, he, he's been he's a non-factor defensively. Yeah, but you got to change something up. I think if you're Greg Gard. Yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised. Like Wall just hasn't seemed as aggressive as he usually is on defense. But, or on offense, but he's not know. taking very many shots. It's, no. it's kind of weird. I mean, you look at the attempts, like when they were winning, even he had 12 shot attempts against uh, Jacksonville State, seven against Chicago State, six against Iowa, 10 against Nebraska, six against Ohio State, four against Northwestern, seven against Penn State. It just feels like he's like, he was their number, like what? Two option the last couple of years, I guess. I mean, if you look at last year's team, um, the number one option was either him or Hepburn, I guess, or Crowell. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hepburn is another guy who just has not been the same offensively. That's a guy who had 27 points. I know it was the NIT, but had 27 points in an NIT game, and he is not his his season high this year is seven or 20 in their first game. Wow, and he's also had. Let's count them, folks. He started every game. He's at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen games out of twenty-four with fewer than ten points. So it's the AJ Store show, and then hopefully Asijin yeah. and Klesman make shots. Yeah. It's yeah, it's not they're not the same offense. And their offensive metrics are really good, which is the, the interesting part. Like they were seventh in efficiency before these last couple of losses are now 15th. But the fact that their offense has been that efficient with some of these guys not doing what they did like last year, the year before, is I think it says a lot about how good AJ Store is. But uh, right. they're in a tough spot. They got Ohio State and Iowa this week. Uh, I think they'll probably win. I think Iowa beats them, but I think they beat them. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think Iowa just scores a lot of points and it's just like yeah can wisconsin keep up if, if you don't them. have yeah. some of those guys making shots like they have they haven't been doing that yeah i mean sure give up 87 points to penn state that's that's not good penn state is uh probably better offensively than i would have expected but still they're not great um all right let's see minnesota seems like they're done uh, had a big lead at Iowa yesterday, blew it, lost 90-85, gave up 52 points in the second half, 30 points in the last 10. This is another game from Iowa 
where they've either had the script flipped on them or they flipped it on somebody else. Because the game before this, Iowa gave up 35 in the final 10 to Penn wow. State to lose by 10. <laughs> so uh, I don't think this Iowa team's very good. I don't think they're a tournament team. I thought Minnesota was getting closer. But you lose a game like this, and then you go back and look at the non-conference for Minnesota, Minnesota's probably dead. Yeah. Unless they beat Illinois. <laughs> I don't even think that would save them at this point. I mean, you look at their non-conference schedule. They blew that game against Missouri. They lost to San Francisco by 18. Uh, Then their other wins are uh, Bethune-Cookman, 317, UTSA, 290, USC Upstate, which is South Carolina Upstate, uh, 287, Arkansas Pine Bluff, 339, New Orleans, 337, Florida Gulf Coast, 252, IUPUI, 361, just a bunch of bad teams. Ball State, 257. Maine, 220. It's, I think, the second worst non-conference strength of schedule in the country or something. So, yeah, big mistake yeah. there by Ben Johnson. Big mistake. Trying to pull a fast one on everybody. <laughs> Maybe somebody just wanted to play him. I'm sure that's what it was. Uh, <laughs> and then Michigan State gets a big win at Illinois. They needed it. At home against Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. That's what I meant to say. Um, yeah, I mean, Michigan State probably saved themselves there, right? Yeah, um, definitely a game they needed to win. They won it, found a way. Currently a nine seed according to CBS and a uh, nine seed according to Bracketville. So. Michigan State fans still don't think they're making the tournament, though, from the ones that I know, which is weird. Well, they got the Illinois win. They got an Indiana State win in their back pocket. Yeah. Uh, They've got a Butler win, which isn't too bad. And then their worst loss is Minnesota, probably. I mean, I guess James Madison might be worse just because it was at home. Yeah. But they'll be not to be as shocking when James Madison went on a run afterwards. But how's James Madison doing now? Do you have any idea? Hold. They were ranked 20, for a while. 20, 22 and three. Okay. Lost to Southern Miss, who's not good, and then lost to App State twice. Mm. Can't beat Curbelo. They just beat Akron by uh, 14. <laughs> yeah, Southern Miss, Andre Curbelo had 15, 12, or 15 and three and nine in that game. Nice try to beat him. Yeah. Big East, Marquette, comeback win over St. John's. Marquette has now won seven in a row, uh, 11-5 to 18-5. Last loss was Butler on January 10th. Uh, They've got Butler again tomorrow night and then UConn on Saturday. They win that game. They go into UConn on eight-game win streak. That's going to be a great game there. Uh, And one thing that Marquette does just about better than anybody in in the country is uh, make twos. Uh, the only teams better than them in two-point percentage are Cornell, Indiana State, Creighton, UConn, Wright State, Colorado State, BYU, and San Francisco. That's it. So even without, you know, you, you, you lose Sean Jones for the season. You still got Kolick. You still got Cam Jones, who's uh, had 31 against Georgetown after uh, not playing in the Villanova game. You got Egadaro still there. He had uh, 21-7-4 against Seton Hall on January 27th. So still think Marquette's good Uh, over to Creighton. I mean, 
I really don't know. I mean, they beat Xavier on Saturday by seven. Some of their defensive numbers are are a little ugly. Uh, they don't force turnovers at all. They're the second worst team in the country in turnover percentage defensively. Uh, they don't give up a lot of points, but some of those numbers are inflated from when they, you know, played Florida A and M or North Dakota State or Texas Southern or or Central Michigan. So uh, I don't know. I don't think I trust them right now. But also, you look at that lineup and you're like, yeah, I mean, these guys have been here forever. Yeah, You've gotta trust them. Got some shooters. Got some scorers. Just gotta put it all together at the right time. It doesn't make sense that they lost to to. Uh, Butler and Providence back-to-back games and losing to UNLV. I mean, and then giving up or scoring 48 against Colorado State in November. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. But, I mean, Greg McDermott usually makes a run. Elite eight last year, second round the year before that, Sweet 16 the year before that. So, yeah, I think they'll probably still get to the second weekend. I, I don't really trust them, though. Uh, ACC, Virginia playing really well right now, starting to figure some things out. Defensively, one of the best teams in the country, uh, ten and three in the conference. Now they have won uh, every game since January seventeenth. Uh, they have won eight in a row. Now nineteen and five overall. Still need to figure out some stuff offensively, but the good thing for them is that they shoot thirty eight percent from three, which is sixteenth in the country. So that's one way to save yourself if you're not a very good offensive team. Uh, but they are a pretty prototypical Tony Bennett team. They're not like a very high level team. I think they're probably a little bit worse than they were last year. They lost in the first round last year to Furman, but either way, this Virginia team is probably going to be, you know, a seven or an eight seed and nobody's going to really want to play them, but yeah, yeah, they got some talent. I mean, I really like the the trio they got there with uh, Beekman and McNeely and Dunn. I think those guys are I mean, a couple future pros possibly right there. Maybe, you know, three of them, who knows, but uh We'll see. I, I I I don't think this team gets to the second weekend, but they're playing well right now, so good for them. Uh, the ACC as a whole, though, you know, North Carolina the best team still losing to Clemson, bit of a weird one, but come back barely beat Miami. Uh, Duke doesn't really have a challenge until tonight. Wake Forest that'll be an interesting game. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, yeah, Clemson really needed that win over North Carolina. That's a big one there for their resume. They got they got an Alabama win. They got a North Carolina win. They got a TCU win now as well. So Clemson, despite the fact they're only six and six in the conference, they're going to be a tournament team, I think. I mean, some people have them on a four line right now. So wow. CBS has them fourth. Four quad ones, four quad twos, and a quad three loss. But 18th strength to schedule, that always helps. Yep. So we'll see. Wow. Uh 32 teams in the country right now with five losses or less. How about that? Is that normal or is that? Just a number I counted. <laughs> okay. See how many they were, there were. Okay. Uh, Quinnipiac, High Point, South Florida, mm-hmm. Moorhead State, App State, Mississippi, uh, Drake, Virginia, Nevada, Colorado State, FAU, New Mexico, Kansas, Duke, Marquette, Iowa State, North Carolina, Auburn, Arizona, Cornell, Utah State, Dayton, McNeese State, Samford, Princeton, James Madison, South Carolina, Indiana State, Houston, Grand Canyon, Yukon, Purdue. So there's 10 teams with three losses or less. That would have been a better list. 13 teams with four losses or less. How about one loss? Nobody. 
Purdue, UConn, and Grand Canyon are all two loss teams. How about Grand Canyon? Bryce Drew doing a phenomenal job there. What are they doing? I haven't even heard about them. They're 22 and 2. Wow. 12 and 1 in the conference. Wow. Only only non-conference loss was South Carolina. They beat San Diego State. Uh they lost to Seattle in conference, which is probably, you know, just a slip up. Yeah, he'll have those. But uh he's he's gonna get a high major job at some point soon, right? I mean Year four at Grand Canyon made the tournament his first year, lost in the first round. Second year didn't make the tournament, but went 23 and 8, 12 and 5 in the conference. Last year made the tournament 24 and 12, 10 and 7. And then he's already got 22 wins this year. I would think he's going to get one soon. I don't know what it's going to be. DePaul, right. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't take that if I were him. I would 100% stay at Grand Canyon. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. But overall, he's got a good resume. I mean, two tournament appearances with Valpo, 2013-15. Uh, tournament appearance with Vanderbilt in 2017, of course, went 0-18 before getting fired there But then in the conference. But uh, got the Grand Canyon job, about to probably have three tournament appearances. Uh, this team could be in the mix for uh, you know, sneaky at-large team, maybe. Who knows? I guess it depends on the conference. Right now, I see him as an 11, 44th in the net. So who knows? Uh, all right. I feel like I've already done the bracketology stuff almost, but it looks like this. Uh, UConn, Purdue, Houston, Arizona are going to be your one seeds as of right now. Uh, Arizona 19-5, but they're third in the net. They got seven quad one wins. They do have a quad three loss, but, you know, 10th strength of schedule. Uh, but I think right now, in terms of the the numbers and the resume, Purdue is the best team in the country when it comes to that. I mean, they have the number one strength of schedule, number eight non-conference strength of schedule. They have eight quad one wins, which ties UConn for the most in the country. They're 7-0 in quad two, no quad three or four losses. Uh, Purdue, I think, should probably be the number one overall seed. I think a lot of people would maybe say UConn. Yeah. Um, but I would still you know, favor Purdue in that spot. Um, outside of that, though, I mean, right now the current three line, according to CBS with Jerry Paul, who, you know, not the most accurate of bracketologists, but, uh, you know, does it. So see where, where he's at on that. I mean, uh, Iowa State, South Carolina, Alabama, Baylor on the three line, Clemson, Duke, San Diego State, Illinois on the four line. So that'd be interesting. Uh, all right, let's do games of the week. Um, pretty good Saturday slate. Some of the weeknight slates this week are good. I mean, the Mountain. this is a big week in Mountain West basketball with all the games that are going to be in there. Um, I think we will see plenty of good stuff from that conference this week. Uh, a couple of uh, late-night spots for them um, on CBS Sports Network, but uh, tonight games of the games of the week tonight. I mean, it's really it's a two two game slate like every Monday these days. Yeah, yeah. So it's Kansas at Texas Tech. Oh, was I supposed to say that? Sorry. No, I got it. I got it. Okay. Uh, I'm to type something in here. Force uh, that Duke. Yeah, so that's the second game, both on ESPN. I think right. Yeah. Or wait, that's uh, the first game. The Kansas Texas Texas. Wake Wake Duke is first game. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I got it. 
Uh, Tuesday. Do, do you have any for Tuesday? Yeah. Uh, number four, Marquette goes to Butler. Uh, number 25, Oklahoma goes to Baylor. Uh, Ohio State plays at Wisconsin. Wisconsin kind of needs a needs a win. And then Old Miss goes to Kentucky. I'm sure you got more, but that's what I got. I got Iowa State at Cincinnati. Six o'clock ESPN2. New Mexico at Nevada. 10 p.m. CBS Sports Network. Big game there. Uh, Oklahoma at Baylor. 8 p.m. ESPN2. Colorado State at San Diego State, 8 p.m. CBS Sports Network. St. John's at Providence, Ole Miss at Kentucky, uh, North Carolina at Syracuse, Pitt at Virginia, UCF at BYU. So Michigan at Illinois. Yep. Big doubleheader for the uh, Mountain West with, uh, you know, Colorado State, big road spot, New Mexico, big road spot. Uh, Wednesday. Uh, I only got one game. Uh, South Carolina goes to Auburn. Xavier at Seton Hall, 6 o'clock, CBS Sports Network. Michigan State at Penn State, 530 Big Ten Network. Iowa, Maryland, 730 Big Ten Network. I don't know why that's on there, but whatever. Just watch it if it's there, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Miami at Clemson, 6 p.m., ESPN 2. Uh, Thursday. Uh, T- Temple at still-ranked FAU. I didn't even put that on there. <laughs> uh, Colorado at UCLA. UCLA's been playing some better ball. Colorado needs to stay in the mix, so they could use a win there. Uh, Northwestern at Rutgers. See if Rutgers can continue to play well. Uh, Utah at USC, same thing with Colorado. Got to beat an inferior team on the road. Uh, SMU at Tulane and Memphis at North Texas. Friday. Uh, I only got New Mexico going to San Diego State. Yeah, so the big week in the, uh, the Mountain West continues. That's a big one there. Uh, Saturday. Oh, Saturday. A lot of basketball Saturday. Uh, yep. Texas Tech goes to Iowa State. Texas A&M goes to Alabama. Creighton plays at Butler. Marquette, UConn, huge game. Big game. Should be a good one. Uh, Kansas goes to Oklahoma. Kentucky goes to Auburn. And Illinois goes to the dreaded Maryland. I didn't even listen, so I don't know. What ones you that's fine, you can say them again. I'm sure that the one person watching really cares. I hope they do. Uh, Kansas at Oklahoma, I'm sure you said that. Uh, no, oh wow, Creighton yeah, at Butler. I, I did all ranked games, so you <laughs> Wisconsin at Iowa, Illinois at Maryland, Marquette at UConn, Wake Forest at Virginia, Utah State at Colorado State, another big Mountain West game there. Uh, TCU at Kansas State, Florida at Georgia, Cincinnati at UCF, Duke at Florida State, Nevada at UNLV, 10.30 p.m. FS1, big spot. Kentucky at Auburn might be the game of the day. Texas Tech at Iowa State, Colorado at USC, Michigan State at Michigan, Texas A&M at Alabama. Big one here in the uh, Missouri Valley, Southern Illinois, plays host Indiana State. Uh, Texas at Houston, Penn State at Nebraska. Kind of weird to see Texas at Houston, Big 12 on CBS on Saturday. That'll be <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, Sunday. Uh, I got Purdue playing at Ohio State. You also got Utah at UCLA at 6 o'clock on FS1. That's Central Time. Uh, Northwestern at Indiana, 2 o'clock. Florida Atlantic at South Florida, 11 a.m. Seton Hall at St. John's, 4 p.m. FS1. Memphis at SMU, 3 p.m. ESPN. North Texas at UAB, 2 p.m. And then uh, Rutgers at Minnesota, 5.30 p.m. So, 
a lot of Sunday games in comparison to what we've had. Uh, it's yeah. almost like the football season is over or something. Uh, <laughs> three upset picks, which I really struggled finding upsets this week. Yeah. Um, last week I went uh, one and two. The only one I got was Rutgers beating Wisconsin. Uh, Baylor lost to Kansas by three, like we talked about earlier. Committed 21 turnovers, lost by three. And then TCU over Iowa State was my other one, which – uh, TCU lost by 12. So uh, I'm going to go with Tuesday. I got Oklahoma over Baylor at Baylor. Uh, Wednesday, I got Arkansas um, in a home game against Tennessee, which is probably the craziest pick ever. Um, and then I got Marquette beating UConn, going into UConn, giving UConn a loss. All right, I'm getting weird with some of mine. I really don't like them at all. Uh, <laughs> given the Iowa State theme earlier, give me Cincinnati over Iowa State. Wow. Um, and then give me Rutgers over Northwestern. I know it's a home game, but I think Northwestern pretty clearly better. Northwestern uh, almost lost to Penn State yesterday in a home game. True. Uh, and then we're going to get just really stupid. I'm going to take – I think Ohio State's going to win one of their two games this week. We take Ohio State over Purdue. Wow. Got a that's feeling. A, that's a crazy pick. I got a I feeling. Mean, like Wisconsin probably would have been the better pick there, but Wisconsin's lost four in a row. <laughs> I know. That doesn't matter, though, I've heard. If it's like one in a row, yeah, it doesn't matter as much. <laughs> I gotcha. But let's also not forget the fact that the real reason that Michigan State, why it mattered for them is because they were playing for their season. Absolutely. Wisconsin hasn't been playing for their season, but now they're playing for, okay, we're dropping seed lines left and right. Let's figure it out here, fellas. That's what yeah. Wisconsin's playing for now. That one spot they drop. They drop every time one they spot left and right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it should be a big week of games. Um, it's officially basketball season, right? Yeah, yeah. Tonight, tonight's, an interesting, tonight's an interesting one. I think we could see a little Texas Tech, Wake Forest upset action. I mean, hey. I've seen crazier things. So. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for us. I'll be back next Monday. And uh, yeah. I'll be here too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot to uh, do the banner for all that stuff. So, okay. See you.